welcome to the Full Heart Free Voice Podcast. Podcast. I'm Emma Veritas. I'm a writer and writing coach for women who want to start writing. And I'm a teacher for women who want to find their true selves again. And I'm Caitlin Bosshart, a life coach for the multi-passionate at heart and wedding coach for couples planning non-traditional weddings. We read books that inspire you to live with a full heart and a free voice. So today is our life school episode where we are talking about a theme from the introduction of Women Who Run With the Wolves and asking how can we work with that theme in our lives in a practical way. If you're new to our podcast, Women Who Run With the Wolves is a book by Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, published in 1992. This book walks through a process of analyzing myths and stories to help the reader claim their wild woman archetype, which you might also call your true self or your instinctual nature. In the introduction, we learned that the main tool Dr. Estes uses in the book to help women recover their true selves is something she calls story as medicine. Story as medicine is the theme we're focusing on today. The idea of story as medicine is that you can use stories, especially old myths and fairy tales, to seek wisdom about how to be alive on this planet in a way that is free, whole, nurturing, safe, and with a sense of belonging. Story as medicine is about looking at stories in a different way than you might usually read a book. It's about diving into a story with deep contemplation, looking at the objects and action in a story, and really asking yourself, what's here for me in my life? What lesson is this story teaching me? What medicine is here for me? Dr. Estes presents story as medicine as the foundational tool she uses in Women Who Run With the Wolves. So today we're asking the question, how do you actually do this? How do you use story as medicine? With our Life School episodes, Caitlin and I are actually going to walk each other through practical exercises that you can also do at home. With today's exercise, we are both going to explore a story we loved from our childhoods. We're going to contemplate the stories by asking each other questions about them, and we're going to take the time to explore what lessons or medicine the stories have for us in our lives today. The idea is for you to listen along and then to answer these same questions for yourself. You know, I'd say this exercise is a beginner exercise in using story as medicine. It's really great if you want an easy access way to start using story as medicine for yourself. And as always, we encourage you to share your discoveries with us in our Facebook group, the Full Heart Free Voice Podcast Community, because we absolutely love hearing from you. Today's episode is brought to you by me, your host, Caitlin Bosshart. I am a wedding coach and recent self-proclaimed offbeat bride myself. I work with couples who want a different type of wedding, and rather than following the age-old wedding script, I empower you to write your own. After all, I believe that no one can tell your love story quite like the two of you. 
through thoughtful conversation, idea generation, and sharing my tips and suggestions for navigating tricky situations, I help couples create a clear vision of a wedding celebration that is at once intentional, authentic, and deeply meaningful to you. Wedding coaching is a great fit whether you're DIYing your wedding or in conjunction with a wedding planner. To learn more and set up a free call with me, visit my website, caitlinbosshart.com. The link to my website is in the show notes below. It would be an honor to work with you. Okay, so Caitlin, I'm going to ask you a series of questions about a story you loved from when you were a kid. And the first question is really simple. What's a story that you loved from your childhood? I really loved the story of the Little Mermaid. And tell us a little bit about what the Little Mermaid is about. Okay, so I have a little summary that I've actually wrote up ahead of time. Um, (laughs) So Ariel is a rebellious and endlessly curious mermaid who is deeply fascinated with life on land. She cherishes human relics that she has found and collected from shipwrecks. She must hide this fascination as she is forbidden by her father, King Triton, from going to the surface. On one secret trip to the surface, Ariel saves a prince from drowning and she falls in love with him. Determined to be with the prince, she makes a risky deal with the sea witch Ursula, trading her voice to become human for three days. If she does not win the prince's heart, Ariel's soul will belong to Ursula. Plans go awry, drama ensues, and they live happily ever after, as is the Disney way. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray! Okay, so the next question for you to ask yourself is... What did you love about this story? Like, what about this story spoke to you? What I loved about this story as a kid was Ariel's curiosity. And I loved her stubbornness and that she was a dreamer and that she really wanted to be able to live a life bigger than the one that she was necessarily put into and that she was defying the limitations that her father set for her are all pieces that I feel like I live out in my life every day as a multi-passionate person trying to carve my own path. I love that. So it sounds like what really spoke to you was Ariel, not just her journey of going from, you know, being a mermaid to being a person and finding love and breaking free from the spell from Ursula, but it sounds like what was really speaking to you was that basic beginning part where it was about her and her dad and the societal expectations that were on her. Tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. I've always felt frustrated with feeling boxed in as a kid and even as an adult and feeling like there's all these social expectations and limitations put on us. And frankly, I just don't fit in any of those boxes. And so to have this story where she's crossing between these worlds and determined to do so, even though she's told not to, just really speaks to me. Mm, I like that. It's like she had a little bit of a rebel spirit in her, that character of Ariel. Yes, absolutely. All right. So the next part of story as medicine. So, you know, Caitlin so far has thought about a story that she loved when she was a kid. When you think about a story from when you were a kid, it can be really helpful because 
kids don't really have all of the societal rules in their head yet. So going back to that time can be really helpful when you think about stories and start to engage with story and fairy tales and myths. And so Caitlin has thought of a story she loved when she was a kid. She's thought a little bit about what it was about. And then she's talked about what really spoke to her about that story. And that's something that will be different for everyone. Like if you were to talk about The Little Mermaid, you might have something completely different that really spoke to you about it. And so that's where story as medicine is very personal. You want to look at what it was for you that stood out. So the next question to ask is, thinking about what stood out for you, how does that speak to your life today? Like thinking about what's going on in your life right now, like where does this idea of being a rebel, breaking societal expectations, breaking out of these boxes, where does this fit into your life right now? Is there a limitation that you see in your life right now that you want to break out of? I think right now the main limitation is what I have for myself anymore. You, you know, it's it's not so much societal um, as much because I've worked through a lot of caring what other people think, but then realizing that what's left over is how that's actually been imprinted in me, like into myself and having to continue to do this work within myself to not set limitations the way that other people set limitations for me. So then the last question of story as medicine, like once you look at where this story is alive for you, like for Caitlin right now, this story is alive for her in the limitations she may be putting on herself. The last question you ask is what action is this whole contemplation calling you to? So Caitlin, if you think through everything you just talked about and explored about the idea of limitations, of expectations, going from societal to personal limitations. Is there an action you feel called to take in your life that's based on that idea of breaking free from limitation? Yeah. And it really kind of comes back to our coach training and it's that live it to give it. And just like I say to my clients and work with my clients about really being on to your thoughts and paying attention to what you're saying to yourself, that I'm going to do that for myself is clue into that my thinking, any of those limiting thoughts, and just bring them into my conscious awareness because anything that we're not paying attention to, it's controlling and how we operate in our lives. But once we bring it to the surface, like kind of like the meta, the mermaid metaphor, um, then it becomes something that we can decide whether or not we want it to impact us anymore. And so that's something that I'm going to sit down and do for myself. I love it. So that's what story as medicine is. It's kind of a simple exercise, a simple exploration, but you can see that like Caitlin went back to a story from her childhood and there's this really interesting medicine that's here for her about taking deeper action and becoming aware of her thoughts, aware of where she's putting limitations on herself and actively letting those limitations go and like really becoming aware of that. So that's some pretty deep medicine that Little Mermaid had for you, Caitlin. Yeah, absolutely. I love this story. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> and my hunch would be that you, you could probably talk about The Little Mermaid tomorrow and a whole new medicine could be there for you. Because this story, um, you know, it's originally a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale and it has a lot of active archetypes in it about just how to be in relationship to freedom and to choice and to your voice in the world. So my guess is that each day you could think about it and something new would pop up for you. Yeah, absolutely. You could break down any one of those symbols and could talk about it at length. Absolutely. It's again, like, just like we talked about last time, it's like the ancient wisdom is really alive and relevant today. Today's episode is brought to you by me, your host, Emma Veritas. You've been working at your dull gray cubicle job long enough to know you need to change your life. You feel totally disconnected from the person you used to be when you were young, full of imagination and interested in life. If this is you, I invite you to check out the School of Wild Authenticity's online course, Find Your True Self Again. This course is a safe, easy, wonderful space where you can reconnect to peace, life, joy, and wonder. It's where you can foster a deep connection to your most authentic self by following a clear process that will guide you step by easy step to a life that feels interesting and inspiring again. I would be honored to be part of your journey of waking up, coming alive, and discovering what it is that would make you the most happy in life. Find out more at wildauthenticity.com forward slash true self. The link is in the show notes. So Emma, I'd love to hear what was a story that you loved when you were a kid? Yes. So my absolute hands down favorite book when I was a kid was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. That was also one of my favorites. So I'm glad that you picked that one. So for those who haven't heard it, what is the story about? Um, So this story is about four kids who are living in London during World War II, and they get sent off to a mansion in the country to live with their old uncle. So the mansion is a safe space away from the London bombings. And through a series of adventures, the kids end up all walking through a wardrobe in one of these empty rooms in the mansion. And when they go through the wardrobe, they discover that they have entered into a whole nother world. Like it was this magic wardrobe. And this other world is called Narnia. It's always winter and never Christmas there because it's being held siege under a spell by a witch. And the whole point of the story is for the kids to free Narnia from this witch and from this spell. And they have help along the way from lots of talking animals. There's tons of mythological characters, like um, little naiads and dryads and fawns. And then the big, big helper is this lion, Aslan, who comes and kind of heals everyone. And yeah, so it ends with a very happy ending. It's a great fairy tale, which I highly recommend if you haven't read it. 
Awesome. So, and what did you love about this story when you were a kid? So when I was a kid, and even now I reread it, I love the feeling that this story evokes. There's this really beautiful narrative voice where the narrator is, it's like being read to or being told a story. Like the narrator is so good at that in this book, even though you're reading it, it feels like you're being told a story. And I loved all of the wonder and the magic. Like I loved all the mythological creatures. I loved the natural magic. It's all kind of very naturey magic that happens in this story. And that's what I loved the most about it. Like I, I didn't love the plot of the story as much as I loved Narnia and the feeling of that land and the magic of that world. Mm. So it was really the, it was the place that was created and the magic within the place more than the story. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think that's different. Like I also am a big fan of Harry Potter. I love the Harry Potter world, but I would say the story of Harry Potter, the plot, really, I love the plot of Harry Potter. And I also love the world, whereas with Narnia, it's opposite. It's flipped. Cool. So, and thinking about everything that you just said, how does this story apply to your life right now? Yeah. So if I think about mythology and wonder and magic, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, this is like very obvious, is studying women who run with the wolves um, because she's all about studying myths and archetypes and wonder and magic and going deep into this kind of feeling of story and beauty. And so it makes me think a lot about women who run with the wolves. And it makes me think about like a lesson that's here for me from Narnia, I think is really remembering that the point of story is magic. Like the that's the point of this. Like there's this magical, beautiful feeling and we can do our deep study, which is useful and wonderful, but also just like laying back and being told a story is such a rich experience all on its own as well. Like story is so beautiful and interesting. That reminds me of what you said in the first episode about feeling the story, not just trying to comprehend everything intellectually. And allowing yourself yeah. to be in that magic and this the state of wonder that it evokes in you. It's so cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with that, is there an action that you would take in your life to incorporate this medicine from the story? Yeah. You know, I think a really good action for me to take is to stop trying to like figure everything out, you know, like let go of wanting an answer for everything and let not just story, but also life have its mystery and its magic and to just allow some things to be mystery and not have an answer. And, you know, honestly, in my daily life, I think that comes out as my like perfectionism, like I want to do everything right, you know, and I think it's fine if we don't do everything right. I think it's fine if we let some things be a messy mystery or just, you know, put off into like 
the realms of mythology, even just in our daily task list. So I think that would be my action. It would be to actively try to step back from perfectionism and actively invite like a sense of mystery and magic and to replace the perfectionism as a practice. Like, I don't think I'll be perfect at that, but just as something to really think about as the weeks go on would be a good action. I think that's really relatable for a lot of people. So I'm glad that you shared that. Okay, so that was so simple, you guys, but that story is medicine. It's just taking some time to ask yourself some questions about a story, about how it makes you feel, and about how that feeling is happening in your life right now. Like, where is it speaking to you, and what action can you take in your life to bring the magic of that story into your world right now? So this week's challenge is for you to try this exercise at home, answer these same questions, and I'll put the questions themselves in our show notes so you have them right there, but answer them, explore this, and then tell us the answers in our Facebook community, which is the Full Heart Free Voice podcast community, where you'll all just be talking to each other and studying the book together and studying this idea of story as medicine together. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. This episode was produced by Emma Veritas and Caitlin Bosshart. You can find out more about me, Emma, at my website, wildauthenticity.com. And follow me in my other Facebook group, The Writing Dream Collective, for women who want to write. And you can find out more about me, Caitlin, at my website, caitlinbosshart.com, and on Instagram at caitlin underscore bosshart. The nicest thing you can do for us is to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. It really helps the podcast to reach more listeners. And if you know someone who would love the Full Heart Free Voice podcast, we hope you'll share it with them. And of course, join the conversation in our Facebook group, the Full Heart Free Voice Podcast And you can also follow along with us on Instagram at fullheart underscore free voice underscore podcast and sign up for our bi-weekly newsletter at wildauthenticity.com forward slash podcast. A special thank you to the amazing artists whose music is featured on the podcast, Wally Ingram, Stevie Black, and Tom Freund. You heard portions of tracks Shine a Light and Who Do You Love from their record Spy Day. And thanks to Caitlin Bossart for creating our beautiful cover art and to Kirit Basu for all his audio and technical help. Last but not least, thank you to you, our listeners.